Coming up this week on the OK Bloomer Podcast. I don't know what we're more qualified for. Maybe Golden Girls. <laughs> the Junger Games. He took a cameo in real life. <laughs> the OK Bloomer Podcast 30 years later, motherfucker. That's who. Because you played with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about the future. Don't, don't, don't. They don't care about the future. Cause they live it in the past. Sal and Kurt are taking all five seasons of Blossom to task. You'll laugh, you'll cry. You'll be weak in the knees. This show's got more range than this on the keys. Only gal in the house, and that's how she goes. One brother was a junkie, and the other one was. Weekly lessons coming fast in the Russo flat. Blossom's teenage girl problems are as big as her hat. So take your opinion nations and make them shine. It's Don't the know. OK Bloomer podcast, and it's about damn time. Don't know. Let's we are rock back. And roll, buddy. Rock and roll. Season two, episode five, titled Honor. The Fresh Prince has come and gone. Yes. He was barely there. He was there for a cup of coffee, really. He's in and out faster than his dad. <laughs> Why don't he want me, man? I'm still saying that. Uh, Is that so it's fun to mock that. I don't know why that's so rewarding. Just because it's so universally loved and held on this high pedestal as like TV perfection. That's the moment that everyone remembers about the Fresh Prince. So when you make fun of it, it's it's kind of rewarding. They didn't do serious topics all that often because the show was pretty zany and out there, right? Yeah. Like I like to this day, the episode that sticks with me the most is the one where Will got shot. And when Carlton goes to visit him in the hospital and like Carlton has a gun and he's like, I got it for protection. And Will's like, give me the gun, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, remember that? Like how heavy that was? Yeah, I do. That was that was pretty real. Yeah, exactly. The episode where they got pulled over because they were black driving in like the nice neighborhood. Yeah, I remember that as well. See, dude, they could get to the issues too, man. They handled it with finesse rarely seen on television right yeah we should be doing a fresh prince podcast screw blossom what is this <laughs> you want to switch should we switch now <laughs> a couple of white dudes doing the fresh prince what would be worse you and i using our very limited and white perspective of the world to <laughs> review the fresh prince or you and i's very male white perspective of the world to review blossom a show about a teenage girl yeah what would, two, be, what would be more two males in their the 30s reviewing blossom or two yeah. white males reviewing the fresh prince of bel-air they're both money i don't know what we're more qualified for maybe golden girls <laughs> we're on a mission here it's a it's a slow and steady race but it's a race nonetheless it's been a rewarding race though in all honesty i Absolutely. think about this show often i have to go back in time i, I have to apologize for something oh, oh my wow. god what uh i was listening to Whichever episode dropped a couple weeks ago where we were reviewing the Woodstock 99 documentary. Yeah. And I was listening to it and then my jaw just dropped and I had like a panic attack because I feel like I didn't really explain. At one point, we, we, were, we were bashing the, the like organizer. Yeah. And he tried to put... He tried to put the blame on women for walking around like scantily clad or naked and that's why they were getting attacked. And I was... I was obviously, like, condemning him, but then we kind of took, like, a beat, and then I went back to it, and I just said something like, sure, you can try to blame the women for 
dressing, wearing next to nothing, but you kind of have to blame the guys then, too. And stand alone? <laughs> that sounded very horrible and judgy, but it was part of an earlier conversation. Ah, I don't think you need sense. to go back and explain it, that. That's, I, you know... No, I... I, I we're not I, gonna I just, get sound bitten, man. I wouldn't worry about it. I know, but I just felt bad because it just kind of, I it kind of dropped back in. I was like, oh no, no, that that's that's not a standalone thought. That was attached to something I was saying before. <laughs> so just wanted to, if someone's out there fuming about my hot take on Woodstock '99, that was that's my apology. It wasn't it wasn't a standalone thought. I don't want to get canceled, okay? I'm with you. It's a constant. I love women. When you put and I creative stand up things out into the world, it, there's a chance. So that's your redaction for two episodes ago? Yes. All right. Can we move on? <laughs> we can move on. All right. So written by Don Rio and J.J. Wall. I'm at the edge of my seat waiting to see if we get Jeannie Blossom or Baggy Grandma Sweater Blossom for the intro. I was which waiting I do for not it. skip, by the way. And we get Baggy Grandma blossom yeah i wrote some notes about the intro but we missed our synopsis here oh man what are we doing we're oh, i'm sorry okay we're all over the place it's like all we have it's like our only gimmick well let's go back <laughs> i gotta fire up imdb now too because see i'm not ready what's the show called again it's okay we got the episode guide all right so disney plus says an insecure boy lies about his relationship with blossom it's fair i didn't have a problem with it this week no, that's okay. The TV database says Joey's cheating lands him in an advanced English class while an innocent blossom is labeled a naughty girl when an old friend spreads a vicious rumor. Even better. You ready for this? You ready for some terminology IMDB is not scared to throw around? Let's do it. Blossom, blossom is upset when a male friend spreads rumors that he scored with her oh joey accidentally gets put in an honors class and fears he will be considered a geek so he tries to come up with a way to get kicked out of the class without failing i feel like the imdb one is user generated so it's like anybody mm -hmm. can just put the synopsis that would make sense because these are very specific and well thought out but grammatically horrible that's why they don't work That's for TV yeah. Database or Disney Plus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joey's seen it. <laughs> yeah, so the intro, I noticed the skirt of ties again. It would be fascinating to talk to a girl our age who was a Blossom fan. And, like, were you, like, did you watch Blossom and take notes about her wardrobe and think it was cool? Not in a mocking way. Like, I legitimately want to know if young women I in 1991 she was at watched the this. forefront of what fashion was, man. There's no I way. I believe it. I, I believe do it. not remember girls dressing like this. I don't know what to tell you. I'm pretty sure if I were to find, I know I have them somewhere, but, like, my class pictures from, like, 1992, 1993, I guarantee you. It's all you, sixes like, and blossoms. You, yeah, they're all dressed like six and blossoms. I can guarantee it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's for sure. I was very young at this time, so maybe I'm just mm -hmm. remembering everybody like Blossom. I could be completely wrong. All right, so the show opens. We get Tony polishing the piano in the living room, and he's messing around with the keys. And that's not even a euphemism. Audience is being told to laugh, but they're not really sure why they're laughing. Now, I'm laughing here because Blossom sneaks down the stairs asking where their grandpa is. Tony says he's driving yeah. him nuts. And he told him about all the elephants that the piano keys were made from. And that got a laugh, but I don't think that would get a laugh today. No, no. You know who did laugh at that joke? 
Junger Wit sitting on his throne of like ivory teeth with all his <laughs> mounted animal heads. He's yeah, he's like Craven the Hunter. He's got like a throne exactly. that has he's, like cheetah skin. He's got his rifle kind of over his shoulders and arms. You know how people do that with like sticks? Yeah, yeah. Where they put it like behind their neck and then they kind of. Like, I picture yeah, him with like that old like jungle hunting hat, like the hard hat. Yeah. With like yeah. a big white curly mustache. He's Von Pelt from Jumanji. Yes. And he is always talking about hunting the most dangerous game, but yeah. he'll never actually admit it's humans. <laughs> I feel like Paul Jungerwit could be like his own comic book, man. <laughs> oh, totally. When when the bomb drops and we're all feral, Jungerwit's gonna outlive us all. He's ready. <laughs> he will like dissect you, like your gallbladder will be used for something, like, you know, to feed hummingbirds or something. Like he Jesus knows Christ, he knows man. his stuff. Jungerwit will will get it done. Yeah, he like grew up in the jungle and then moved into the city and got a TV executive job. That's the American dream. Yeah, and then he's going to get PTSD one day and swing from vines back He's going to go back jungle. to the jungle, back to the only place that's been that's civilized. <laughs> he probably did. He he probably sits there every day in Hollywood making comparisons about how uncivilized Tinseltown is compared to the laws of the jungle. What's the name of this movie with this character? Like Junger to Jungle or something? Um, Junger Games. <laughs> this is all organic, folks. We don't plan this. <laughs> Junger Games, the life and times of Paul Junger. I don't even remember how we started this. The audience was asked to laugh at dead elephants, right? That was the joke. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's where we are. I forgot. We're like we're like two yeah. seconds into the show here. Yeah. And we've written a movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Buzz is driving Tony crazy. And Tony speaks for us viewers. <laughs> right. And he says, grandparents are supposed to come give you $5, tell you how big you've grown and leave. But he, he's not wrong. <laughs> he says That's... it's a cameo part. That's pretty funny. <laughs> As he says that, he looks off to the side and Junger Wit gives him a like no nod and a wink. Yeah. That was his line. <laughs> What'd you do out there, Junger? I took a cameo in real life. <laughs> the Junger Games. He took a cameo in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him sitting in his ivory chair. Yeah. And behind him, mounted on the wall, are like, you know, a boar head, an elephant head, and then like Hollywood producer head. Some smarmy guy with big sunglasses and slicked hair. Who would play him? The guy with black hair from Party Down. Roman? Like the older dude? Oh, no, Ron. Yes. Like the boss? Yes, Ron. Ron oh, my God, Ken Marino. Yes, Ken One, Marino. 100%. It has to be Ken Marino. It would be Ken Marino. And he would always have that, <laughs> that like, starstruck, what did I get myself into look yeah. all the time. <laughs> Because, see, when you put him in Hollywood, he's a fish out of water. Then you right, put him back right. in the jungle, and he's, like, a finely tuned killing machine. <laughs> yeah, so Blossom's super annoyed with Buzz, too. And then she bails and goes into the kitchen, and he tries to talk to her about socks. And Blossom starts running away, and Buzz enters, and he's like, look at her socks. When I was a child, I right in credit here. This is pretty funny. You're complaining about Buzz. And it's, it's, it's working for me. Because they're all ganging up on this character, finally. No, I, I like it. 
I wrote some notes later on about how the jokes were kind of 50-50 for me in this one. It was like they kind of landed and kind of didn't. But this stuff with Buzz and them being annoyed, I could watch all day because I feel the exact same way. And it's such a thing of old people. Yeah. Like, they... They're talking about how he's stuck on one idea today and then it plays out. Yeah. I, li- I like that. Yeah, that's good stuff. So he yeah. asked Tony if he wants to play cards and then he asked to go for a drink, which Tony obviously doesn't do. And then he asks to go for a meal at a topless bar. And Tony's into it at first, but then he says he's too busy cleaning up the house. Buzz says, now I've seen it all. You'd rather see the ring come off the tub than the brassiere come off a waitress. And I wrote, Anthony should have said, I wish your daughter was here. She's an expert at getting rid of rings. Because she's a deadbeat mom. <laughs> yeah, Who good walks stuff. away on her kids. Yeah. I like it. Wouldn't you have said something by now if you had a dirty old man living with your family? Like, it was never cute. No. He stops by, and he just, like, riles everybody up, and he's... I don't know. I. Why is he there, you know? I, I agree. I feel he's like... not... He doesn't add anything to the show. Now that, now that the entire family has turned on him as well, it's like, it's time for this character to go. Yeah. You know? I agree. We cannot put this guy in the pit soon enough. Yeah, so he tells Anthony he's not a man. And Anthony stands there looking sad as Buzz goes into the kitchen to make Blossom feel bad about herself in some way. Probably reminding her that she doesn't have a full grown woman's body yet, so she's essentially (laughs) useless. Yeah, something like that's coming. You know that it is. Yeah. Yeah, so then Blossom invites her to the movies with her friend Dennis. Buzz says he doesn't want to come in between the lovebirds. And Blossom says that they are not dating. They're just good friends from the time that they were kids. So we're what? 18 episodes in and we've never heard of dennis before yeah exactly and it's strange she didn't call dennis when she had that falling out with six because i thought gorby was her only friend i mean who's keeping score you know who's keeping score the okay bloomer podcast 30 years later motherfucker. that's who you goddamn right plus we've also seen dennis before but we'll get to that in a minute but okay we've got blossom and her friend that's in the friend zone yeah so yeah because because he's explaining friend zones to blossom now in 1991 yeah and just because buds needs to sleep with anything that has girl parts to remind himself that he is indeed a man he can't fathom anyone not living like that right he's got some like cheesy joke blossom's like oh he's just a guy who's a friend you don't have any like women that are just your friends and buzz goes you mean women i didn't sleep with just my second wife yeah but first there's this huge pause where he thinks really hard and then he looks at the ceiling and the audience uncomfortably laughs because they were told to again. Yeah. And they're not really sure what they're supposed to be laughing at. And the audience also sounds really young. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah they sounded of, like yeah. children. Oh, just my second wife. And the audience goes, oh, like that was some huge burn. Buzz bangs anything except his wife and Blossom playfully slaps his arm. Oh, you. He laughs at Blossom with this creepy blank look in his eyes. As the advanced stages of gonorrhea and syphilis continue to eat away at his brain. <laughs> uh, I hate this guy. I, I hate him. I, I hate I him hate so him. much. But luckily, Joey comes in hot. Yeah, he comes in moping again. Whoa, <laughs> my life is a nightmare. And Anthony tells him, relax, one day you'll find something 
you like as much as Pee Wee's Playhouse. There All it right, is. let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get into it, boys. Pee Wee was like the first celebrity ever. To oh get my captured. God! How did I gloss over this? The timeline of this joke is amazing. Paul Rubens was arrested for masturbating in a theater yes. in July 29th. This episode aired October of 1991. Oh my God! So did I that did not put that together after they taped this episode. Or is that so? Is that joke in response to Pee Wee getting canceled? It's I, like it is has that to actually be that. a receipt. It has to be that Pee Wee got canceled, and they're making fun of that. They're making fun of the fact that Joey Lawrence, the character on Blossom, is sad that Pee Wee's Playhouse got canceled. And you also can't tell me that Buzz doesn't jack off in the theater all the time. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. I bet you heard some pretty bad stuff about Pee-wee and why I haven't been on TV for a while. And then Cherry would be like, You played with yourself, Pee-wee! What? Did that happen? <laughs> no, but my friend Jeff had this, like, whole... Ha- like, he would do this bit, and it was always super funny. He's like, Hey, I guess you're pretty... You're wondering why well, Pee-wee hasn't been on TV for a while. Because you played with yourself, Pee-wee. <laughs> I can't do it as good as him. So Paul Rubens was watching an adult triple feature. Yes. Nurse Nancy, Turn Up the Heat, and Tiger Shark. When an undercover detective raided the South Trail Cinema. So wrap your head around that. This happened that often that they put together an undercover raid of a cinema. <laughs> Who goes to a theater and sits through 4.5 hours of pornography? (laughs) Was that a thing? Oh my god, that is horrible. Are people just like filtering in and out? Like, how does it work? I don't know. I didn't want this in my search engine, so I went to IMDb and looked up Nancy Nurse. And the only thing that comes up is a different movie called Nurse Nancy. And the only comment about Nurse Nancy is that... This is not the one Pee Wee Herman was watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nancy Nurse. <laughs> I was highly disappointed. <laughs> Turn up the heat. No synopsis either at all. And then we hit Tiger Shark from 1932. Tiger Shark is a movie from 1932. It's about a one-handed tuna fisherman named Mike Robinson, whose wife falls for the man he lost his hand saving. (laughs) So can we ask ourselves the tough question, Sal? Sure. Was it this one, the third one, that Pee-wee took his rascal out while watching? Was it the one about the one-armed man (laughs) that was doing it for him? Must have been. It doesn't say which one. He got busted. Tiger Shark comes on. Pee-wee sees the one-handed man. Zip. Sorry, I think I misunderstood something here. They set up the sting okay. operation for Pee Wee Herman, like not for the theater? I don't know. I assume so. They set up a sting to bring down Pee Wee, the compulsive masturbator of cinema. I'm just fascinated that the afternoon triple feature was porno, porno, 1932 movie about a one-handed tuna <laughs> fisherman named Mike whose wife falls for the man. He lost his hand. That one wasn't a porno? No. Oh. (laughs) Is the third movie the one where Pee Wee whipped it out for? Maybe. Or maybe that's how, like, the theater gets away with it. Like, that's the cover-up. If they know that the cops are coming in, they can just switch to Tiger Shark. Everybody puts their Pee Wees away. I just imagine him sitting there 
just looking left and right, just completely bored during the first three hours as the two pornos go by. And then he sees the one-handed tuna fisherman and he just like leads forward in his chair, looks over his left shoulder, looks over his right shoulder. And then the undercover police in the van outside hear this tiny little zip. Move, 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 move! Go, 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 go! You know what I think would be the weirdest thing? If you were a perv that also enjoyed this as well and you went to the theater sitting in the second row like away in like a dark corner and you're just kind of looking around and then you look back and you're like is that peewee herman the daily news ran a story with the headline any guesses peewee pulls out his peewee peewee pulls out his wee wee close peewee's wee wee peewee's big misadventure (laughs) oh that is so much better that is he was a that is so much arrested. better than the smut that I just came up with. Well done. <laughs> he was he was arrested and fined and his had his career destroyed. The final quote of the article from lawyer Dan Danheiser. Take a second with that. Lawyer Dan Danheiser. That was the lawyer. That was the lawyer he he hired. I need I need Dan Danheiser. Oh, his, his name was Dan Dan. His name was. <laughs> Dan Heiser, you might you must be a cowboy. I can't do a peewee. You might be a oh no, I can't. Are you saying damn, Dan. damn Dan, Dan Dan Heiser? Get me out of this mess. His quote was quote, I don't know why he did that. End quote. <laughs> Dan Dan Heiser. Well, that was Pee-wee fun. We, we talked about Mr. T. We've talked about Pee Wee Herman. We've talked about Gallagher. Sal, we are three minutes into this episode. Yeah, we got to get moving here. Great. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> take him. Take, what's, what's Joey doing? Oh, God, I don't even remember. He says he got 97% on the English placement test and was put in the advanced <laughs> class. Tony says, maybe you're an idiot savant. Joey says, well, I don't know what kind of idiot I am. <laughs> and then he says that he cheated on the test. He says, oh, it's a lot easier to cheat now. All he has to do is look up Sylvia Preston's dress. And Anthony tries to stop him. Yeah. On on test days, she wears bicycle shorts under her dress and writes all the answers down on that. This is what I was talking about earlier in the episodes of season two. They would have cut to a close-up of Anthony saying, Joey, before they cut back to the two shot. And they don't do that. They just let it breathe this time. So I just, I have no idea why they did that for two or three episodes. They added reaction shots, and it was really jarring because this is classic Blossom where they just let the actors act, and they just hold on a two-shot the whole time because they can act. They kill it, man. There's a lot of there's, – there's more props coming up in this episode too. Uh, at this mm-hmm. point I wrote, I'm sure Joey having the time stone around his neck would fix all of his problems. <laughs> I wrote, Joey's wearing some sort of medallion around his neck, and I can't stop staring at it. It's the Eye of Agamotto. I don't know what that is. Doctor Strange's amulet. It's where he keeps the time stone. Oh, what's the one from Lord of the Rings? The ring? I don't know. What's that thing that burns in the air that looks like a vagina? Oh, that's the Eye of Sauron. Ah, okay. Joey's screwed because if he flunks, he can't play baseball, so he has to keep cheating to keep his grades up. Yeah. Anthony says, at this rate, you could be valedictorian. Joey says, I know, and I hate parking cars. Joey has a breakdown and holds his head and kind of starts rocking. Like, this scene is pretty funny. Again, why does Joey Lawrence not get any props for this show? His reaction was, like, so over the top here, though. He has timing. He has delivery. He nails, like, every scene they give him, no matter how 
stupid the dialogue is sometimes he makes it work well he then maybe joey believable. lawrence is another like brendan fraser that we should try and bring back we should have a campaign for yeah but he's still he's he's got like a musical career does he though he never does he though yeah. <laughs> he's got abs all week i believe yeah he's got great hair plugs too he's doing fine but yeah he's flexing some rarely seen physical comedy i can't praise joey lawrence enough he must just wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats just hating the word whoa because that's all he's remembered despite the fact that he's the most talented actor on this show by a mile i had no intention of praising joey lawrence at the beginning of all this i didn't either i was like this one trick pony this one note right exactly right but it's been the exact opposite. There's a knock at the door, Sal, and Dennis. It's Fred Fox, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Pinhead Fred. It's what? It's Pinhead Fred. <laughs> is it Pinhead Fred? You didn't know this? I didn't know this. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's the, the same, same actor that was Pinhead Fred. Yeah, yeah. What is happening? He's the second two-time Pit member. We get him tonight. Why? Why would they cast? Do they think we'd forget? Pinhead Fred, back from the pit. He's not wearing glasses, so you know he's not a nerd. And you can also yeah. tell by their cool handshake that they do. Yeah, I also think I had that shirt that Dennis is wearing back in 1991. I could have lied about banging Blossom back in the day, too, I guess. I guess so. So they invite Buzz to the movies, but he doesn't want to go. But then he doesn't leave before he insults the guy's <laughs> shirt. Oh, no, I burnt myself. Sorry. This is good stuff. I said, I think I have that shirt Dennis is wearing in 1991 that I wrote must have been the official friend zone uniform or something. <laughs> ah! Take that self. Not getting the ladies in 1991 was I. <laughs> so Blossom and Dennis leave and some synth takes us to a too many cooks exterior. And where's the flutist this week? Yeah, the flutist, flutist wasn't here. I off. did notice that too. So Nick's in the living room, Six is banging on the door, and she comes in, and this is amazing. She just starts talking in her Six way and basically, like, walks past Nick and all the way up the stairs. And then Nick's just standing at the door holding it open, and long after she's gone, he just goes, Hi, Six. There's a rumor, Sal. There's a rumor that Dennis and Blossom went all the way in the balcony of the multiplex. Yes. I have questions. I'm sorry. Okay, let's hear them. They went all the way in the balcony of the multiplex. Yeah. Like, all the way. These two. Well, no, but he says that they did. But, like... What's the issue here, Curtis? They... <laughs> so did they, like, put their jackets down on the ground? Or, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to work out the logistics in my mind. Yeah, I don't like, think you're supposed to think about it. Well, I'm thinking about because it. Because the logistics how... of it are that ridiculous, which is why the kid clearly made it up. You can barely sit in a movie theater chair. <laughs> and there's about half a foot... In between your chair and the one in front of you. What idiot would believe that? Teenage boys would believe that. There's other things that could have been done in the balcony of a multiplex that would have been believable. But apparently these two went all the way. So, like, clothing was fully removed. I don't know if that's what that means. I don't know. What's all the way? Well, all the way is all the way, but you can leave your clothes on. Yes. Do I we feel need like to get banging into this? two action you know it discreetly? Have you ever... In a discreet area before? But, hmm. Are we going back here again? <laughs> I mean, it can be done. It's just not realistic. It, yes. it can. Thank you. That's what I was going for. It can be done, yes. Very unrealistic. Yeah. It's it's not it's not the public thing. But it's if not you the, if you were in his yeah, situation too, think about it as like a, you know a teenager and whatever. He he says the reason why they did it is they were all talking in the locker room and he didn't want to 
be the only virgin. So it was like, yeah, like obviously he's gonna have to come up with a cool story. To like, yeah, but the cool story would be like, you know, she gave me a Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, but right? that's not what they were talking about. They were talking about going all the way. And he was like, yeah, in the balcony at the multiplex. That's the lie. Not like after or before or, you know, yeah, in the car I don't know. or in the bathroom. It's like the balcony. You idiot. You idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we totally did it in line for popcorn. Like, <laughs> I think as like a teenager making up a lie, you could sell it. No. I strongly disagree. You're there calling BS on the multiplex. I'm calling just the multiplex part. Why? What if there was no one else a in the theater? theater seats. There, there is barely enough room for one person in a movie theater seat, let alone for two people to be connecting at certain points of their body in that small of space. No, man, would, it can be done. You would have to be like, you would have to be like Bendy M. What are you talking, man? People do it in airplane bathrooms. That's like much smaller than a seat at the movie theater. <sighs> no. I feel like you have to be way more discreet in the balcony of a multiplex than you would in an airplane bathroom. Airplane bathroom, at least you have privacy and you wouldn't have an audience. You wouldn't have people being able to see. You'd have to be... Yeah, but the the point was that they were on the balcony, so I'm assuming that they were, you know, the balconies, maybe they're the only ones up there. All right. All right, man. I'm saying it can be done. I'm not saying I've done it. I... (laughs) I'm saying it can be done. Kind of sounds like you're saying you've done it. You're defending. If there's a will, there's yard. a way. That you know. Yes. I, again, this is another crossroads for us. I just think that's the dumbest lie ever. Yeah, I agree. I, think if I, I was... agree that it's it's not a good lie. But I, you're a teenage boy. They were probably all lying. But I want to hear what the other lies were. We did it hanging from a tree branch around a beehive. Right? It's all BS. All right, fine. I found it weird that people were catcalling a teenager having sex in the audience. Yeah, the audience hoots and hollers, which is not the tone for this scene, but whatever. No, we'll let it slide. Because Six is on fire here. Oh my god. Six says she heard this from Susan, who just had her braces off, and this is the first time she's understood anything she said in two years. Jenna Von Oy, I wrote... Tour de force. One long take explanation of where the rumor started. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, this was so good, man. Yep. And then the word slut gets dropped again. Blossom says, it's not true. Blossom says, everyone is going to think she's some sort of a, uh, and Six finishes it with the word slut. Yes. And that rings through my, my bedroom. And <laughs> just bounces off the walls. <laughs> slut, slut, slut. And I look around like I'm making love in a movie theater. (laughs) That's the nervous energy in my room at that point. Blossom says this is going to ruin her reputation, and Six says she doesn't have one. Eh, But now she does. But then, hey, what can get us out of this scene? How about some buzz? He asks Nick if he wants to have lunch at a topless bar. Nick says he's not hungry. And Buzz says, well, neither am I. And then he says, what the hell's wrong with this family? And then Nick says, some of the women have been working there so long they have tassels on their shoes so check the women's aging bodies should be made fun of box for this week once again yeah i wrote that and i also wrote get this old horny out of the house (laughs) buzz isn't hungry but he's thirsty (laughs) nice buzz (laughs) likes that one buzz hates nick but he's like oh we're making fun of naked women (laughs) i'm in 
They they almost bond. Yeah, almost. He laughs to the point where they stick on the shot of Buzz longer than they should. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. They had a reaction shot of Buzz, and it held on like two, three seconds longer until it was almost uncomfortable. I think the actor was actually laughing at that joke, and that's why they you used it. You kind of tell that he was almost cracking. Yeah, but I hate this man, the character, and I hate this man, the actor. <laughs> I just hate this man. The phone rings and they're talking about some piano job and um, yeah. then Buzz goes up to the piano to start playing. They need somebody who can play the piano at this concert who can handle jazz and blues and classical and then Buzz starts playing all of them and the crowd's and eating the audience this is killing themselves. Yeah. But then the joke didn't go to where I th- thought it was going because when he hangs up, he's like, Buzz, can you knock that off? Like he do, he wasn't getting the hint that like. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, keep it down. I'm on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's money. So good. Yeah. And then so, Buzz sticks his tongue out at Nick. What is happening? It's not like good. are they just? Is this improv? This episode? Or are they just making this up as they go? Yeah, along? they might be. But Buzz is like, "What the hell, man?" And like he thinks Nick owes him something. I don't know. But Nick is taking a great joy, great joy in denying Buzz this opportunity. Oh yeah. But he also, he's like not sure how Buzz is going to be able to, to behave at the event. And he says, remember Oktoberfest? You and Heidi, the brewmaster's daughter? How does this guy get women? I don't know. How does this guy get women, honestly? it It's such a weird character. Yeah. I mean, they might as well have had Adam Duritz playing him. Right? We might as well. He is. He's the Adam Duritz of the show. Yeah. We have Joey Lawrence, who is, you know... Quite an attractive young man who just can never close, and that's like the whole thing of his character. Whoa, I messed up again. Yeah, but then, and his, then there's his schlep whore man, Mr. Feeney of a grandfather. Just slaying everywhere he goes. Yeah, stupid. So I guess Nick agrees to let him play to the event, and Nick has a line where he's like, I came back here to watch my grandkids grow up. I had no idea it would be so slow. Then get the f*** out of here! <laughs> Why would Nick throw him this bone? Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. There's just, it makes no, it's very inconsistent. Yeah. So Blossom's pacing up in her room and talking about how her and Dennis have been friends since they were kids. It must have been weird when Fred and Dennis were in the same room. Right? They started doing the, like, clown in the mirror thing. They pointed at each other like that (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider-Man meme? Yeah. Or, you know, when two clowns that are dressed the same do that, like, thing where they're, like, raising their arms (laughs) in synchronization like they're in a mirror? Yeah. That's what they must have done. She talks about how they had chicken pox together and they ate ants together. And then there was a joke about really active chocolate sprinkles. And I wrote, this shit ain't landed. You missed it, though. You missed it. What did I miss? Six says, whoa. Does she? With enough force and delivery that I feel we have to add it. All right. Six is at one. It's a very confusing phrase to say. So Blossom is kind of mad at Six for believing the gossip. Yeah. And is like, yeah, I'm I'm really gonna bang Dennis on the multiplex balcony floor with all the gum stuck to it. Thank you. And I also wrote that sounds like Buzz's classiest date. Blossom's like, does everybody really know about this? And Six says they were translating the rumor in Spanish class. That one landed. That was good. That's good stuff. Yeah, so then Blossom angrily calls Dennis and she's calling him out on the answering machine, telling him to meet her before he does his PA announcements tomorrow. Welp, we know how this is going to solve the entire sticky situation. 100%. So then Tony and Joey are in the kitchen. Joey's talking about how some girl in advanced English is a nymphomaniac. 
Just then, Blossom walks in and asks why he would believe that assumption. Well, there's a girl named Michelle, who is extremely advanced in the advanced English class. And she's a complete nympho! Yeah. And Joey says, well, a really smart guy in class told him that, and Blossom was like, and you believed him? Even smart guys make up stories. Joey says, you know what they say, where there's smoke, there's nymphs! <laughs> I can't believe I just typed that. Yeah. <laughs> I walked, I got up and walked around the room and thought about my life and all the choices I've made that led me to this moment where I'm doing a Blossom podcast and just had to type the line, where there's smoke, there's nymphs! So, yeah, Anthony says maybe this girl just got, like, a bad reputation he said, he used to be labeled as a drunk, an addict, and a thief. And Joey says, so? And he says, I'm not a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And then Blossom basically, like, flips out on Joey for believing the rumor and helping spread it about this girl. And, like, she basically tells him off and leaves. And then, like, the button on this scene is Tony going, what's bugging her? Joey goes, who cares? And they turn around and continue to talk about this girl. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is a bizarre scene. Clearly Blossom's going through something. F*** her. They really took the took the wind out of that sail, hey? Like, Blossom's coming in hot and we're learning things about gossip and, like, slut-shaming. And it's going to a really real place where we're learning something and then they totally cut it out yeah they just like play it off right at the end just be like yeah what the hell's her problem like oh women i'm surprised they almost didn't say like oh she's probably on her period again that was basically the vibe yeah exactly i think it was in the scene earlier with six where she was like if the roles were reversed and like i had spread that rumor about dennis that would just help his reputation you know Mm mm-hmm too many cooks school exterior blossom is waiting by the fountain with six some african-american kid with his hat floating above his head <laughs> you know what man that i don't know if that was a style thing but as i saw it there was this guy that i went to elementary school with and it was like a thing and i cannot remember his name for the life of me but like everybody called it like they're like oh you're wearing your hat like this guy because he would wear his hat on top of his head like that <laughs> i just remember the character at from oz he had a little it was like a tiny mini toque and it just sat on his head and i don't know how it stayed on i don't know it it defied all logic (laughs) six explains to this guy that someone started a rumor about blossom he says yeah the multiplex (laughs) some jock wants to drink a water at the water fountain blossom flips out on him he says i can come back later and blossom says quote drink the damn water (laughs) is that the first swear is that the first swear on blossom it might be and I feel like she ad-libbed that line. Yeah. And it was great. I loved it. I feel like this is Mayim just kind of giving, uh, having some freedom to add some lib. Well, whether or not it was written, it was uh, it was great. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. so, like, out of character and, yeah, played off right? really well. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't hear Dennis on the PA and they think that he's avoiding Blossom. So Joey's in his advanced English class. They're talking about the great Gatsby. Joey's face through this whole scene is great. Right? At one point, he, like, spikes the camera. He's like, help me. Yeah. And, man, I have been there. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then I wrote, why is there a dude wearing a suit and tie? The guy sitting beside him is wearing, like, a full-on blazer and tie. And then he asks about the quiz, and I wrote, F- this guy. 
<laughs> I didn't track the smart banter between the teacher and the kids, but it's good stuff. And Joey Lawrence's expressions are hilarious. Yeah, I was probably about as lost as Joey was. So they take this test, and he thinks the kids are cheating, but it's an open book test. And one has to explain to him what an open book test is. Yeah. And he goes, no wonder you have such good grades. He was like, oh, I don't have time to, like, go and read through the book. And then the guy explains to him what the index of the book is. And this is where we get our 10th woe of the series. Whoa, this is amazing. So Joey struts in all cocky. Nick asks how he got into advanced English. And we do we get another woe here? Does this count? I didn't track it. He says, whoa, how'd you know? But he didn't say it like how he typically does. No. I say no. Okay. Thumbs down. Okay, no woe. So Nick confronts him how he got in, and Joey just straight up tells him that he cheated. And then Nick tells his son that he won't survive in this class. <laughs> and then Joey explains to him what an open book test is, and Nick... And then he's surprised because Nick already knows what it is, and then he's pissed that he didn't tell him. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Nick at one point says to Tony... I'm going to pull over. Tony, why don't you drive? Yeah, I like that a lot. And then Tony starts talking to Joey. And then Nick says, there's a movie playing in his head that no one else can see. They're just slam dunking on Joey here. Good stuff. So because he got more than a 65, but less than an 85, he got bumped down to the regular English class. And he said he's going to bring his new technique to this class. And as he's walking away, he turns around and says, no, I never have to look up another girl's dress as long as I live. And just then Buzz walks in and immediately says goodnight and leaves because the thought of him having a grandson who's gay tears him apart inside. And that's the joke. And I imagine he went to the multiplex to touch himself. Yeah. (laughs) All in all, I thought that scene was pretty funny, to be honest. For sure. (laughs) And Anthony and Nick side-eyes each other as the audience goes nuts. Straight upstairs and all the boys are calling Blossom because they think she's easy now. Her phone is ringing off the hook. Yes. Was that a thing? So in this scenario in the Blossom world, Blossom banged her friend in the multiplex, defying all space and time, um, and now boys are just calling her. So what are they saying? Like, oh, is this Blossom? Uh, uh, I I heard you bang, so do you want to bang? Is that what's happening in the Blossom world? You want to go see a movie at the multiplex? That's like the code word. And if she says yes, then I was like, I'm in. Yes. I'm in. Well, because she kind of says that here, because she's like, now that this rumor is out, like, I don't know if guys are really going to be into me or they're just into me because of the rumor. Well, let's see. If they weren't into you before, and now they're calling you, I'm going to guess the latter there, Blossom. Dennis is down at the door. He comes in, and Six starts going off on him. Blossom tells Six to leave. The men disappeared. Did you notice that? (laughs) Yeah, I said, the doorbell rings, and I bet it's not Dennis. Oh, it's Dennis. And Dennis starts hyperventilating. Yeah. And Blossom says, don't you dare. You told me that was a trick you did to get out of being in trouble with your parents. I wrote, money, money, money. Yeah, absolutely. Calls him out on his bull right away. Yeah. Dennis tries to get Blossom to feel bad, and he says, it's not easy being a boy. I rolled my eyes at that. It's so easy being a boy. Oh, my God. There's nothing easier than being a boy. Exactly, right? Yeah, come on, Dennis. He embellished because everyone was talking about sex and he didn't want to come across as a virgin. Blossom says it's not embellishment, it's betrayal, not to mention science fiction. That's good stuff. This is a good scene. I like the way that she's standing up to him, too, and basically telling him off. For sure. He deserves it. And he's like, I, I, I... 
I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did tell everyone you were the best I've ever had. And the audience thinks that's hilarious for yeah. some reason. Yes. This is not a moment for the laugh track, Not folks. at all, no. And then Dennis says uh, he feels like he's lost his best friend. And I said, where the hell's he been for the last 17 weeks? Yeah, right? But Blossom basically says to him, like, yeah, you did. Like, what'd you think was going to happen? And he's like, I'll straighten it out. And she goes, no, you can't. You can't change what the whole school thinks. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Dennis leaves and throws himself into the pit for a second time, apparently. Dennis slash Fred is finally in the pit. Where he stays this time. Yeah. So the next day at school, Dennis is on the PA announcements, and he's, I wrote, he's doing the flag thing, because I don't know what the f*** it's called. <laughs> Hashtag Canadian. I don't know what they call it in the States, the thing that they worship. Yeah. One nation, indivisible, and I never had sex with Blossom Russo, with liberty and justice for all. Blossom and Six look at each other in shock, and the episode fades to black. Freeze frame! Yeah, they brought in J.J. Waltz right about the issues, eh? Yeah. There's only one man that can talk about slut-shaming. It's J.J. Wall. Get him <laughs> on the phone. We got woes number 10 and 11. Yep. One was from Joey, one was from Six. And here's where I wrote down the actors and didn't look them up. So I'm hoping you did some research. Uh, a little bit. So we are two-time pit member here along with Jimmy slash Jordan Taylor. Our Dennis slash Fred, and he was played by Chris, Chris Demetral. Demetral. Oh, wow. That sounds like a Decepticon. Isn't Demetral the horseworm medication? <laughs> hey, I'm safe from COVID, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the guy in Joey's English class that was in the suit and tie, I don't know if he looked familiar to you. His name was Tyler, and he was played by Omar Gooding. Omar! Omar Gooding. Who's on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Right? On his IMDb, he appears three more times in Blossom, but not as Tyler, as a character named Brad. Or we're digging Tyler out of the pit. Yeah, so he's not quite there yet, but he'll get there. The only other thing I looked up was Nick Ulett was the English teacher. The only interesting things I could find about him was he played Pirate Jailer in Hook, and he was a writer for Playboy After Dark. Wow. Right? There you go. And I looked up Playboy After Dark because I didn't know what that was. And it was a talk show with Hugh Hefner. Really? Yeah. Nothing about that sounds like anything I want to hear. I found this super interesting. Okay. Jane Hyatt was Michelle. But she was not in the episode. Was the nympho who must have been one of the girls in Joey's class. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny that they actually assigned the name Michelle to that actress in that one scene. Like, well, that completes the circle. I guess so. They did it. But that's the nympho. That was the nympho. There you go. So is that all you got? I started with Gatorade, went to four beer, and came back to Gatorade. Damn, you crushed four beer in that time? Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if any of what I said made sense in the last half hour. But I'm sure we'll make something out of it. Okay, Bloomer's back. We did it. Back, Next episode, back. Curtis, we are talking season two, episode six, to tell the truth. Oh, this better be a, an episode that... Highly features six. This is all organic, folks. We don't plan this. 